Welcome to Redefining Reality, where we live at the intersection of wellness, business, and the birth of a global tribe. So relax your body-mind, open your heart, and recognize that we are the ones we've been waiting for. people beautiful people powerful people that's you that's who i'm talking to brian hardy here of brianhardy.ca and welcome back to redefining reality where we live at the intersection of wellness and optimal performance and nutrition and geeking out on how amazing this life really is today's episode is going to be a little bit different it's going to be a round table with myself and three friends and uh, discussing our recent experience uh, just yesterday, actually, at the Spartan Race down in Miami. It was a fantastic, fantastic time, lots of fun, uh, challenging, uh, growth-enhancing, inspiring, um, and just a really, really fun time of brotherhood and connection and support and, and getting through some challenges, uh, overcoming obstacles, right, literally overcoming obstacles together. Um, this podcast is brought to you in part or in association with our friends at Audible. So Audible is a fantastic service where you can get audio books and programs delivered right to your phone. And uh, for those of us that don't have the time to sit and read, it is a game changer. And you can get 30 days of free Audible service just by going to audibletrial.com forward slash Brian Hardy. That's audibletrial.com forward slash Brian Hardy. And I have a recommendation today, which is The Values Factor by Dr. John Martini. Such a powerful book, such a powerful teacher, uh, Dr. Martini is. I had the chance, uh, myself, Angelito, and Aiden, who you're going to hear in this episode, had the chance to do his breakthrough experience in Toronto on Easter weekend which is about uh, three weeks ago now. And it was a game changer. Totally, totally next level information. Um, really clear, really to the point, really you know, living in a really integrated state between science and spirit and practicality versus mysticism, um, but really giving people strategies and questions for coming to their own conclusions about what is true for them and who they really are. So the values factor is a really great introduction to his work and something that I can't recommend highly enough. Again, that's audibletrial.com forward slash Brian Hardy. So check that out. Enjoy that. Um, I think I'm also going to throw a link to my Amazon affiliate thing, uh, affiliate page through here. So if you want to support the podcast but don't want to give, you know, straight up donations of any kind, if you want to support this work, you can just click through that link and that'll bring you to Amazon. It'll be the .ca page because I'm Canadian and this is in Canada. But if you're ever buying anything through Amazon.ca, you just click through that link and then a small percentage, something like 6 to 
or 4% even, um, goes to the podcast. And you don't spend anything more. It just takes a little cut out of Amazon, um, which we all know is you know not going to hurt Amazon in, in any way, the, the giant company and monolith that they are becoming. Um, but it really can add up because, you know, if you're spending a few hundred bucks, then those percentages add up and it really makes a difference and I really appreciate it. So all that can be found at brianhardy.ca forward slash podcast, which is where you'll find all the episodes for Redefining Reality. Uh, but this particular episode you will find at brianhardy.ca forward slash Spartan. That's brianhardy.ca forward slash Spartan, as in Spartan race. And without further ado, I'm going to shut up and bring the episode on. And uh, I'm going to close out this episode with a song, a fantastic new song that's come into my life by Jacoustic and the Outside Players. And that is called Good Things. Check them out. You can find them on YouTube. And uh, it's just a fantastic track. So enjoy the podcast, enjoy your obstacle course training if that's something you're into. Enjoy your life, right? Enjoy your life, enjoy this experience because, you know, we're only going to have it this way this time. So, and nothing's promised, really, nothing is promised. So make the most of it, redefine your reality to align with your values. If you want to connect with me for a free introductory consult, you can do so through my website, um, or email me at optimalhealth at brianhardy.ca and we'll set up a 15 to 30 minute complimentary consult. Talk about your health, talk about your symptoms, see if I can give you some tips and see if working together makes sense because, you know, working as a nutritionist and wellness coach is what I love to do. So if that speaks to you, hit me up. And uh, without further ado, here is the episode. Welcome back, my friends, to another episode of Redefining Reality. Today is going to be a fun one, and we're doing a little something a little bit different, a little bit of a roundtable discussion on a topic that's fun and interesting and very much related to health and nutrition and wellness. Um, and we're going to talk about the Spartan Sprint. I'm down here with a few soul brothers on a trip in Miami, or Fort Lauderdale, rather, but we ran the Spartan Race in Miami yesterday. And it was a lot of fun. It was hard. It was challenging. It definitely pushed us beyond some of our limits, some of our preconceived limits, got us out of the comfort zone. And uh, we're just going to chat about our experiences, some of the things we did for preparing for this endeavor, uh, some of the things that uh, came up throughout the race, some of the insights or breakthroughs that came up, and some of the ways that we are recovering and helping our bodies to bounce back. Because if you're not ready for this sort of thing, it's a huge stress to the system, to your muscles, to your nervous system. And uh, so it's important to recover well. And we've got four of us today. So I'll go around and introduce everybody so you can hear them and distinguish who is who. To my left, we have Mr. Aiden Young Buck. <laughs> Hello. So that's Aiden. Behind me, we've got Mr. Gordon Chen. Hey, guys. How are you doing? And to my right, we have Mr. Angelito Marcos Jr. What up, what up? So, let's just start off. We all signed up for this, I think back in uh, December of 2016 was yeah. when the call went out. Um, did anyone have 
actually like in mind when they signed up? Like, like, like a real idea of what we're getting into? <laughs> no, <laughs> no idea. I'm just like, sign me up. Because for me, it was a redemption, right? Because I, I didn't make the, the last Tough Mudder in uh, Toronto. Mm. Right, so I was like, you know what, I'll be, I'll be healed by then. I'm just signing up. So there was just no hesitation for me, but I had no idea what this course was about. Anybody else? And this was for all of us. This was our first obstacle course race. This was my first. Yeah. No, I've done one before, but this was definitely way more intense. Which one had you done before? Uh, in New York City, it's called Rugged Maniac. A uh, lot shorter, not as many obstacles. Yeah. Okay. So Gordon had a little bit of experience. I mean, I, I used to train parkour quite a bit and do that sort of, you know, climbing trees and so forth. So I knew it would be uh, hard, but not too, too hard. I know Aiden as well likes to throw down on the parkour. Yeah, so I mean, for me, I grew up playing playing soccer. And so I always had a purpose to training. In the last few years, I found I've been bouncing around between a lot of different things, never really finding a place athletically. So this was nice. I, I jumped on the board right. I think I was actually the first one to sign up once the call went out for our team because uh, I had I'd, I'd heard of it and it sounded very interesting and, it, and it, I felt just the concept of it very motivating for me. Uh, and, and so I definitely think I'm going to be competing again because it was a lot of fun, but it, it feels like it gives me a purpose to train. I'm not just throwing at, around for no reason whatsoever. Yeah. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I find... You know, just go the days of going to the gym to like you know just like build muscle and like look good are long gone. Mm. And um, I mean, it's fun to train and you get a good pump on and feel you know strong. But ultimately, if it's not functional, I mean, if it's not fun, right? Put the fun back in functional. Then it's like, what are we doing? Mm, We're yeah. like torturing ourselves at the gym for aesthetic purposes. Yeah, and I think that's the key thing. It's like especially to even all the concepts you talk about your podcast. It's, I think it's more about going towards intentional, you know, eat with intention, train with intention, always thinking about what is the end purpose in mind and to actually, you know, build techniques, action steps, habits around, you know, being the best version of yourself to where you're trying to walk towards. So it's, I'm sure you guys were starting to adjust your training just to accommodate the Spartan race, right? Mm -hmm. Well, and the big thing I found was like, just touching upon again, that sort of bouncing around is, is I think there's with the sort of push of commercial fitness, you have this huge realm where people are subjecting themselves to the values of what's being pushed onto them rather than mm. exploring movement patterns and movement styles that they enjoy. So for me, I used to compete in powerlifting, but I don't really enjoy powerlifting. I enjoy like free flow movement, the kind of Spartan race stuff that we were doing, um, a lot of body weight work. And so it's just, it was very grounding for me. Like that was a big insight I had getting into it was just, feeling very connected finally to the movement I was doing mm. yeah and I love that I loved how throughout the course it really you know forced you to work in so many different ways yeah. right whether it was just a simple jumping over and under walls or whether it was carrying loads right and carrying different kinds of loads so we had to carry like a thing full of rocks <laughs> which was pretty taxing on the grip yeah. right and then you had to carry a sandbag over the shoulder um and then, I don't know about you guys, but the crawl. The crawl was one of the most grueling parts. I mean, a lot of us just ended up rolling. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Just rolling around on the ground um, in circles, which makes you really dizzy. Dizzy, yeah. Um, There's a barbed wire crawl, basically. But it was way long, way long. Yeah, like probably like 
50 meters. It was maybe? pretty long. Yeah. 30 meters. And what, what killed me, like I was fine. Cause some of the work I've been doing workout wise was army crawls prior to this, mm. but it got to a point where there were just stoked. Cause we're Florida is like built on important coral reefs, mm-hmm. coral reefs. Um, so it was just literally, we just got to a point where it was just stones. And so we were having an army crawl across <laughs> yeah. stones. And I was like, it just, it hurt less to roll at that point. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I got one of those. It was funny. There's like, I thought I was doing really well. Cause I started doing the roll and I got this technique where I was like stretching my arm out. And then I remember like my mind starting to get really cocky. Like, Oh yeah, you got this roll. And then out of here, one of the other brothers supporting us on the side who already finished it. They're like, you're only halfway. I'm like, fuck. And then that second later, when I rolled over a stone went right in my rib. So it's like, all right, humble yourself, humble yourself. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. That was, that was a tough one. That was a tough one. So yeah, we're carrying stuff. We're going over stuff, under stuff. Um, what, what of... killed me was the, I, like we did the first, there were three exercises in a row that all were upper body grip strength, swinging, climbing based exercises. So I did one. I'm like, okay, I'm fine. And that was immediately after the stone carry, which was tiring on the grip. Mm-hmm. And so I was, I was like, okay, I'll be fine. And then I got through the first one and then there was another one mm-hmm. and then there was another one. So it was like, it was like breaking my expectations of, I shouldn't just go all out in the one endeavor because you never know what life will throw your way. Mm-hmm. Right. There could be another exact similar thing right around the corner. Yeah. Well, and then, you know, in young, we're all pretty young males here, but you know, Aiden being the youngest of us, yes. it's like, you know, in young male fashion, you want to go all out and yeah. fucking kill it and crush exactly. it. Um, but yeah, with this sort of thing, it's really more so about endurance. Mm-hmm. I found, I mean, there is a lot of strength, but you really got to prepare your endurance. Um, which is something I haven't done a lot of. I was glad in our training, Leading up to this, we did a lot of stairs and climbing exercises mm-hmm. and pull-ups and stuff like that. And just hanging, right? Just hanging on a bar is incredibly useful. Because, um, yeah, if you don't if you don't train that, then you're just going to gas out, right? And th- that brings me to another point, right? Angelina, you weren't even going to do this, right? Because <laughs> you, you, had, you had that injury still going. But then on the day of, you're like, okay, I'm doing this, right? Because yeah. you, you, we, we, we knew, you knew that you could get through it, right? You look around, there's people that are completely out of shape that are doing this thing. That's probably one of my confidence boosters. When I saw some people who completed, I'm like, bro, don't be a bitch, you know, right? And I'm like, you know, not not to be like judgmental of other people, but I'm like looking at where, like, I guess my physical shape was, I'm like, mm-hmm. I, I should be able to do this, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think that was probably one of the deciding factors to mm-hmm. uh, decide through the race, right? And you, and you did well, too. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's what I want to bring it into because you shared... Um, that the biggest part about that, right, even not having trained, was just maintaining really, really good patterns of breath and posture. Yeah. Right? And so how that can sustain you. I wonder if you can just speak into that a little bit. Yeah. So I guess even just to give a little bit of context for some of the people, I I got an injury almost eight months ago um, just hiking in the woods, and that literally happened a month before um, about to run the the Tough Mudder in Toronto. And... um, so basically, it came to a point where for at least maybe even half of that time, five months, I could barely walk for maybe even five minutes without having to like sit down or getting on the ground to like loosen up my ankle. Like I couldn't do anything at all. So if there's one thing that was like huge for me was maintaining movement patterns and mobility work because, you know, when you stop training, and you don't lift weights or anything, it's easy to just sit your ass down and not do anything. So every single day for at least like every morning and every night, I would be working, opening up the joints, working up the hips and knowing that, um, you know, 
with the ankle, there was a little bit of instability happening. My body started compensating all around to actually make up for the lack of strength in my ankle, right? I was getting tightness in my neck and my shoulders and everything like that. So I want to make sure that, look, if I'm kind of losing all this weight here with my muscles, I lost all that, you know, uh, all that work that I put into training, I got to make sure my body goes back to good structure because you only want to build from a proper foundation. So, you know, I was just kind of studying a bit of the stuff from functional patterns. I constantly opening up my joints and doing that movement. And um, it was just super helpful because one thing that I noticed a lot of people get injuries from is because you try things that your body's not used to being in, in specific positions. And it's usually because your joints, your body's not open, right? So if you're not open, you're going to move in a position, you're going to reach your arm out, you're going to grab something up in the air here, you're going to move down to the ground there, and then you pull your back and that's where the injuries happen. So the fact that I was able to sustain that, that was powerful. And then also when you're not moving as much, I kind of turned towards going more intrinsic, working more in my meditation, my breath work, and you know, towards my spiritual self. And that was really powerful because um, even when I was training before, I was kind of like touching upon it, but it wasn't fully integrated into my workouts. So having the time actually not working out, I was just working on slowing down the breath, a lot of nose breathing without the mouth. And I found that was really powerful for me because uh, training almost becomes a meditation. You know, you become so present, you're paying attention to the little subtleties of your body, you're, you're feeling how muscles are feeling. And throughout the whole race, um, it was because I knew that I'm like, okay, I haven't trained at all, I have no cardio, I have no upper body strength. Let me just focus with my breath because I know if I start feeling pain and that starts to arise, I'm easy going to be like, you know, I'm going to want to quit on myself. And there's so many times the mind was kind of going to that way, mm. but I just kept breathing nice and slow because the thing is a lot of people don't notice that when they start getting exhausted, they start mouth breathing, right? And just, and then that's what, what that's doing is that's turning on your fight or flight system. And if you turn on your fight or flight system, you're unnecessarily using energy, right? If you're unnecessarily using energy because you're driving your, your adrenal glands, adrenaline's pumping out through your system, but then there's not true danger there. You're t definitely going to get, like a wasted right you're gonna end up being a core of the race and really tired so i was completely just like humbling myself the whole time if i felt like i need to slow down i would just come back into my breath i would either walk i would start doing some of that mobility work after each and every single um obstacle that we had to face and i honestly like i was able to complete the whole um the whole race actually feeling really good and not hurting myself uh despite not training for for almost eight months so yeah i think it's really powerful to to kind of integrate the breath the breath for sure and just bringing the presence and really paying attention towards your body because like you know when you're like gung-ho and you're like yeah spartan lace let's go you just want to kind of plow through and then you stop mm -hmm. and you're not really present with your body and you start like doing things in an incorrect way you're not like you know activating your glutes getting your your uh, core going you know you're you're making sure your feet are in the right position your neck is kind of up straight so even the simple things like carrying the bag i would have like one hand out for balance Right. Or if I was carrying that that um, the weight with the rocks, I was like mm -hmm. making sure my neck was straight, the core was activated and then I just nice and slow, just paying attention to the pauses too between breath and then. Mm -hmm. Right. So then that's like you're never you're never stressed out. You're just like, OK, I get it. I'm here. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that was that was super powerful. And then um, it helped a lot of people actually as well, because I noticed a lot of people mouth breathing and they said once yeah. I kind of drop that uh, into their ear. They said to change the whole uh, dynamic of how they were running the race. Mm -hmm. yeah, that, that happened for me as well. Like I was getting like a bit of heat fatigue, but as soon as I returned to breath and, and actually one of our brothers kind of just reminded me of that as, as I was running because I got a bit, just a bit fatigued with the heat. Uh, being from Canada, we're not used to the Florida weather. Uh, just brought me back. And the interesting 
point you touched on with the, the bag carries, I noticed a lot of people would put the bags over their shoulders and immediately assume terrible postures. I mean, I'm like, mm, yeah. as soon as you break that kinetic chain, basically, mm -hmm. you're, you're making yourself weaker. Yes, right? yes. You want to maintain good posture throughout, mm -hmm. good tightness. Um, and, and so you see a lot of people, they basically collapse themselves, even just running in between obstacles. You still want to have amazing posture while you're running. Because mm -hmm. it helps keep you strong, helps keep you awake, helps keep you powerful. Mm -hmm. Well, it's the whole, you know, quality versus quantity. Mm -hmm. and it's like, sure, you can just assume this posture and just plow through it, right? And it'll work. It'll probably help you. Um, a lot of people do that every day at an office, right? They just assume mm -hmm. shitty posture and just plow through their work and then, you know, get up and go home. Uh, the same thing is true about the gym, right? People training with really bad patterns. Um, but overall, if you really slow down and take that time, your body, you're just going to benefit way more, mm -hmm. right? And you're going to actually strengthen all the little stability yes. muscles, yes. all the little, you know, uh, inspiratory, expiratory, you know, breathing muscles that get ignored. Um, you're going to bring more oxygen into the system, which is fueling the entire thing uh, and, right. and keep that stress down. Yeah, yeah and just uh, adding to breathing is what Angelina said. Um, sometimes if you breathe just correctly, slowly, it feels like you're refreshing your body at the same time. You breathe in and you slowly breathe out through your mouth and it, you just feel like your muscles are revitalized again. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah, I noticed I started getting a cramp after this, the, the rope climb. I yeah. started getting a cramp in like my neck. Oh, did you? And uh, same thing, you know, just slow it down, breathe, um, sort of just let that go. And then it's like, you know, it's, 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 it's nothing new, right? Like yeah. Qigong, Tai Chi, it, people know this stuff for thousands of yeah. years that, you know, breath is energy and is life force mm -hmm. and is chi. And so you got to cultivate that and bring that back in, mm. right? Which is what I ended up doing after that rope climb is I just stood there for a little bit and inhale the hands overhead, yes. exhale, you know, let everything relax. That's, and it and that's helped. That's yeah. what I was doing, right? The whole time, just working on like that, almost like people joke around saying it was like called like a uh, Mai Chi. Tibby said that actually, mm. right? But it's literally just integrating breath with movement. And like you said, the, the minute people uh, get into, your, your body always speaking to you, right? It just starts with a little whisper, but then after when you eventually kind of stay in that position and that's when the pain starts to arise. Yeah. So if you can catch it the minute it's giving you the signal because your body's serving you, it's trying to communicate to you and show you. So the minute you can pay attention and course correct and the best, the best way to really see if you're in the right position is the way you feel. Energetically, if you're breathing well, if you feel relaxed, then it's a good it's a good sign that whatever correction you made is 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 right. Mm -hmm. And also, I just want to make a point as well too, just to make sure, because if someone may be listening, it's like, oh yeah, okay, this guy ran the Spartan race and didn't fucking train and still did okay. No, don't don't put yourself in that position because that's not a safe way to do it, right? Like, I did it just because it felt right in the moment, but it made it showed up in the areas where I had to do burpees. Mm. Right, because the only the only areas that I didn't finish was all upper body strength, and yeah. I had zero upper body strength because I haven't been doing any pull ups. I haven't been working on, on none of that stuff. So when it came to the first one with the rings, when it came to doing the rope climb, I couldn't even hold my my body up. So I, I that's why I did the ninety burpees. That's including with the javelin throw, mm -hmm. right? But I had zero upper body strength. That one with the um, you had to pull with the rope and carry the weight. I had to like put my feet to use for leverage, and I I like willed myself through that. But now I'm mm -hmm. feeling it. Like Your my lats are probably torn up. Well, the 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 the, the part with the most um, soreness is my upper body. I feel mm. my biceps. I feel my triceps. Mm. I feel my neck, shoulders, and back. The lower extremities are okay, mm -hmm. but I, I paid for it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, and to say you know, um, 
you know, you have had a lot of time off, but before that, you had you had a solid foundation. Like mm-hmm. guys, guys, and, and Angelou's a pretty pretty fit, fit young male. <laughs> male. Mm-hmm. <coughs> yeah. 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 So it's not like going from. I mean, they have their whole training programs, like from couch to Spartan in thirty days. Or oh, really? Yeah. So it's definitely on. It's out there. It's on okay. the website. Um, none of us really, I think, look through their material much. No. Um, <laughs> so you might want to pay attention to the free resources they offer if you want to do one of these. And we weren't running for time either because we were running as part of a large team, so we were waiting for all our teammates. So it's not like we were grinding it out. And yeah, that's an amazing point too. finishing time. Yeah, despite not having trained well. Yeah, it was more of a, a exercise in completion mm. for, and, and, for this and group, team building, and team building, and you know, bringing people, supporting each other. Um, but next time, I'm definitely gonna push it. I yeah, think, same. And, and yeah. go for like a proper time. Yeah. Um, and if you if you are to do so, you're gonna be dead. Right, you're gonna be pooched. Then the guy who won did it in like half an hour. Half an hour? Yeah, something like, like half an hour. Damn. For like a three hour, three point six miles and twenty obstacles in half an hour, wow. which is crazy. We we did ours took like two hours, I think at least. But that's because we were literally waiting for every single person and taking our time and not yeah. rushing it, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly, yeah. exactly. Which is, I think, a really nice way to introduce yourself. Yeah. to this kind of stuff, right? There's no pressure. Mm. There's no pressure. When you get there, it's like a big party. Everyone's there to have fun and you know enjoy mm. themselves. And, and if you do sign up with friends, do it with friends. It's, yeah, it's do it as a group. Do it as a group for sure. Um, and just have fun. And, and I really love what this whole sort of activity, you know, harkens back to, right? And like days of old where you actually had to go out with your brothers and like fight yeah. for like your life, right? And yeah. like go and hunt and get your food. And like, you know, we had to struggle and life, the struggle was real, right? It wasn't like a first world problem. Like, you no, know, I, no, can't get, no. I can't get coconut ice cream today, <laughs> so I'm going to have a hissy fit. Yeah. But it's like, you know, life or death. Yeah, um, simulating. And one of the other things that I know you and me were practicing that I got from reading a book about the Mongols and Genghis Khan was that uh, you hold water in your mouth as you're breathing through yes. your nose instead of, because, I mean, people would use this as a technique to survive when they have to go, like, a day without water. And you're, like, jogging or running or doing a hunt or something. Um, but doing that, I held that, I mean, probably like five, ten minutes. You just hold it in there, and it keeps you hydrated. Really? Um, and actually, the first time I heard about that was from the book. Um, it got re- turned into 127 Hours, that movie with James Franco. Mm, yeah, yeah, and yeah. It was originally uh, Between a Rock and a Hard Place. That's Aaron Ralston's story about getting trapped and having to cut off his arm. And the way he saved himself was the first water he found when he was, like, running for help after a week of, like, no fluids was taking this dirty mud water in his mouth but just holding it there because he had read about, like, some African hunters. Mm. Yeah, so so, so I found that that technique through the book Born to Run, Mm. um, I believe it was. And the point of it was that after dehydration, you will shock your system by just like people will just get dehydrated in hot weather especially like this and go and guzzle water and then they'll start to feel sick mm. right? and I having played soccer for a very long time and um, and having done a lot of outside sports like that very much noticed that to be the case is, is when you slam water back you're you're actually going to make yourself um, almost sick it's, it's, it's too much of a shock so what I like to do is take water in the mouth keep water in the mouth pour water over the head let your body re-familiarize yourself to the water and then once your body sort of cools down, once you have had the mo- wa- uh, water in your mouth for enough time, then you start to swallow it in smaller and then s- slowly larger and larger amounts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you're just refamiliarizing yourself. Well, yeah, because you got to think about it. There's not really any blood in your gut, right? All the blood's going to be in your extremities. Exactly. Your heart's going to be using a lot of it to try and cool you down. 
And so digestion is not a priority. So you start throwing a bunch of liquids, and especially foods even too, right? People will throw mm. back food right after a workout. Yeah. It's like, man, I don't think your stomach's ready for that. Yeah. And yeah. sometimes, and we know that intense exercise uh, brings on leaky gut, yeah. right? Even if temporarily. Yeah. So if you have that going on, you throw back a bunch of food. Um, people people eating idea. those those uh, those cliff bars and bananas and, and beer, beer right <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. just that they when you complete the race they they have a banana waiting for you you get a, a cliff bar it's probably like whey based protein i think or something soy. like that soy soy, soy based protein and then they also have beers there and then they were giving us some green juices so the green yeah juice nice. suja 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 shout out to suja like, yeah, so yeah suja great great juices juices with like, vegan probiotics well yeah they had two things enhanced water that was like not sugary but still good mm-hmm. and then like full-on juice smoothie type things yeah i know so we we pounded those yeah gave away our beers <laughs> gave away our beers and pounded the juice and smoothies yeah, yeah. it was nice yeah and, and the last thing i want to bring this to we're going to keep this short today but um recovery mm. right yeah. post post race recovery how important that is right how important it is to give your body the nutrition it needs and the rest it needs. And the mobility. The mobility, yeah. So we started right after the race, right? We got our juices on, we got our smoothies. And then before we got in the car, right, to drive home, it was probably about 40 minutes to an hour drive. Before we get in the car, we're like, okay, time to ground out. Everyone pops off their shoes, get down on the grass, stretch it out. I spend... popped off everything, man. Yeah, <laughs> pop off everything. I was in my boxers. You're in your boxers. Aiden was his boxers. Yeah. Just yeah. stretch it out. Bring some, you know, uh, circulation back to the body, some mm-hmm. softness to the tissues. Because yeah. if you go from intense exercise to sitting in a car, you're going to seize up that much worse, right? Then you're really going to feel it, and you're probably going to cramp. I remember a little funny story. The first time I ever ran 5K... I didn't know what the hell I was doing. This was like grade 11. I was just eating shitty food. not Like, it was bad. Mm-hmm. But I didn't stretch at all. I get home. I sit on my computer to play Counter-Strike. And both... <laughs> both <laughs> Counter-Strike days, bro. Oh, don't even start with that, man. That could be a podcast in itself. Yeah. That's a, that's a past life. The past life of, uh, of a gamer. But I sit down and both my hamstrings seize up and spasm at the same time. <laughs> I end up falling out of my chair and like I'm just like in pain trying to massage my legs out of spasm. Um, and it was all because I didn't stretch and I didn't hydrate properly. Yeah. Right? So get that salt in your system, you know, sodium, potassium, magnesium, all that good stuff. Well, we weren't we weren't like the other thing is we weren't doing like static stretching, right? We were mm. doing very fluid mobility. Worked through a little bit of static here and there when we felt it was right, but very slowly moving through, making sure, like Angela was saying earlier, that the joints were all open, um, and that and that we were we were basically just flowing through anything that we found and felt was tight. For example, I didn't do a lot of leg stuff because my legs didn't get taxed that taxed, but my hips mm. and my upper body did get taxed. Mm. Yeah, right? yeah. Same thing with you were saying. I found that the the, it proved to me that I need to do a lot more relative strength work instead of absolute, mm. a lot more body weight stuff and a lot more upper body. Mm. Yeah, I think that I think the key about that is um, when people think recovery. Of course, like rest is maybe maybe the way people think rest is like I'm gonna sit my ass down and not do anything or sleeping or just yeah, yeah or sleep yeah inactivity. But I think you almost want to be uh, active active recovery, exactly. right? I think that's the key with with that because. Um, you know, when those muscles are getting tight, right, sitting down or not moving at all just keeps them in that position. And 
you know, from my understanding, the key is to, to healing is, is uh, circulating blood, blood, mm-hmm. bringing fresh new blood into well, the tissue, and, into and the lymph, areas. Because, right, movement helps to pump the lymph, and lymph is what removes all the damaged tissues and all the things that have been broken down out of the injury sites. Because yeah. uh, that's essentially what you're doing is you're creating micro, micro tears and all this kind of stuff. So you want to then mobilize that. You don't want to just have that stagnate as you sit down and don't do anything. Yeah, so um, today is what, literally today is day one of the recovery. And then I started, when I got up, obviously hydrate yourself, first of all, first thing. You know, uh, magnesium is always helpful as well too because, um, you know, when you're under a lot of stress, magnesium is naturally depleted as well. So you want to make sure you get the minerals in your body. But yeah, I woke up, did a little bit of mobility work. And then also something that's, that's nice and light with exercises because you don't want to completely stop exercise we went for a bike ride to the beach and that was nice you know just you're still moving your joints around you're still getting a nice blood flow we're not we weren't trying to race or try to low impact. do yeah very low impact and then when when me brian gordon got on the beach we're all doing a bunch of stretching we're opening up our joints we're doing a bunch of mobility work and um yeah that felt amazing a little bit of meditation and then hopping into the the ocean obviously mm-hmm. that's natural there but then if obviously not everyone's gonna have access to the beach and we usually don't but like mm-hmm. epsom salt bath or something would be good as well yeah. uh, talk about some of the other stuff we were putting on our body earlier yeah well just to wrap that the epsom salt bath is is key and i was, I was telling the lady yesterday about that like if you don't want to be sore tomorrow or you want to you know enhance that recovery do a nice warm epsom salt bath um, and ideally follow that with a cold shower, right? And it's kind of hard down here. I mean, we're in South Florida. You can't even get cold water out of the taps here. It made me miss back home where you can get bone-chilling, you know, frigid water Especially out of the taps. Especially in the dead of winter. Yeah, just, right, which that yeah. stuff will shock you back to life. Um, so as cold as you can get, you know, shower, or if you have access to an ice bath and you want to do that, then go for it. Mm. You know, throw some <laughs> packs of ice into your into your bath. Um, but the other thing, which is a really sort of flies under the radar, but really, really effective, and I travel with a mixture that is DMSO and magnesium liquid, right? So it's like a magnesium chloride, or I think the one I have is actually the Ease Magnesium mm. from Activation Products, which is their uh, fancy hexahydrate. Um, it's, a, it's a different form, but it's very, very absorbable. And so I mix that 50-50 with liquid DMSO, which is dimethyl sulfoxide, and rub that onto any injured uh, areas, any real areas with a lot of pain, uh, any areas that are stiff, or you just want to bring circulation to, you want to bring some oxygen to, you want to kill the pain, right? There's a slight analgesic effect, Mm. that that stuff is miraculous. Mm -hmm. So good. So, so good. Um, And, I mean, do some research. DMSO is is safe. It's not toxic, but it does have some risks uh, because it's a, industrial strength solvent um, naturally derived but just do some research um, before you go out there and start putting it on stuff but really 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 effective mm-hmm. and, and i think i guess probably aside from that is just obviously i think the basics of clean quality nutrition obviously for recovery um if you if your muscles are super sore then of course i would probably suggest uh increasing the protein intake Right, that mm-hmm. probably be really good as well. Is something like uh, even like protein powders that are collagen based that could be really helpful as well too. Um, any other suggestions, guys, in particular when it comes to nutrition that you had in mind? Oh, well, we can talk about our, our pre workout that I made. Yeah, we forgot to mention the pre workout. Yeah. Yes. super shake. Oh yeah, because so, I did it. I did it fasted, and it, yeah. it did last. It lasted me for the whole the whole um, yeah uh, race. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so we we basically did a mega mix. I, I blended together. I brought down a lot of matcha with me, and we mixed together matcha green tea, which you know has you have caffeine in there, but you also have L-theanine, which helps 
to slow release of the caffeine and it helps to enhance alpha brainwave activity. Alpha brainwaves are what athletes produce big bursts of during their best performances. It's that very zen focused mm. what people would call i guess the zone would be the colloquial mm. term for it yeah flow yeah flow state so and then we we mix that with um myco tea which has like 12 <laughs> or 13 different medicinal mushrooms some yerba mate uh as well as popping cordyceps which you know awesome medicinal mushroom um, but talk about cordyceps in particular, why yeah. it's so relevant to the race. Because I think from all the mushrooms that we that, took, that the, I think mm. that's the one that's most relevant to towards the endurance, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So with, with cordyceps, you basically have this, this medicinal mushroom that all these medicinal mushrooms have adaptogenic properties, basically meaning that they'll bring you up or down based on what you need. But the cordyceps in particular has a great effect on the adrenal gland. So I used it personally during an adrenal recovery protocol very effectively. Um and so that that's the extent of my knowledge as to why I believe there was one additional. Yeah, well, cordyceps actually helps your body process more oxygen. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's and, that's gen- exactly. and generate more ATP, right? So when if you're ever hiking at altitude, definitely have some cordyceps in your system. Mm-hmm. Like uh, when I landed in Cusco back when I was in Peru, and you're at like fourteen thousand feet above sea level, like you get winded going up a flight of stairs. Um, if you have cordyceps in your system, mm-hmm. it's such a game changer, and you just don't gas out. You can just keep going and keep going and keep going. Mm-hmm. So whatever training you're doing, if you're going to be training more than 45 minutes, take some cordyceps prior to it, and you're going to be pretty amazed I at t- the results. I took, you know how you're handing the bottle around with the cordyceps because yeah. we isolated that? I took four cordyceps yeah. on yeah. top of the, the elixir. What else was in it? In the- yeah, so we had the, the vegan energizer from Vega, which was basically a bunch of adaptogenic herbs. I think there was ashwagandha and rhodiola in there. Some caffeine. Yeah. Oh, and then we put some, some maca in there too, right? Yeah, we put some maca. Some maca. So maca and cordyceps and matcha are like a really good yeah. combination as a pre-workout. And so I think we got a lot of value out of that. It really helped mm-hmm. me. Yeah. Uh, and I think a lot of people who didn't even know, because we had our team there, they didn't even know what. I just brought this big bottle, glass bottle. Yeah, they just like, drank it. They just, Bitter they just green passed, stuff. It, passed it around. Everyone drank it. But I think everyone did a lot better having had that than without. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Pass, passing around mushroom caps. They didn't understand that they weren't hallucinogenic. But they trusted yeah. us. Everyone was <laughs> just popping it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, don't, don't trip out. During yeah. a Spartan race, yeah, you might, these, you might, these, aren't, these aren't psychedelic mushrooms. You might not have the best time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, and Mike O.T., stay tuned. I'm going to get the uh, the founder, one of the founders mm. of Mike O.T. on here. We met him at a farmer's market in Coconut Grove, Miami, yeah. a few days back. Um, amazing guy, amazing product. Yeah. Really, really unique stuff that they're doing. Um, it washed Aiden clean. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it'll clean you out. It'll yeah. clean you out. It, it, it did. Um, but well, that that'll, that'll come in another episode. Um, I think that's it. I mean, for for me, I know for me, I am definitely going to be doing more of these sort of challenges. Yeah. Um, and ideally, you know, every f- six months or so, have something on the calendar to train for, right? To stay motivated, mm-hmm. to stay engaged, um, and to just keep expanding your functional capacity, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So that so that you can do these sorts of things and you know compete. Or, or get into some of the higher levels of times or, you know, be able to do them and just, like, not feel destroyed mm-hmm, afterwards, yes. right? Yeah, no, I actually, I want to look for the next one coming up, regardless if it's Spartan Race or something else is coming up maybe a couple months down the road for now, and then do one that's a little bit more challenging. 
so it gets me to like take my training to a whole different level you know mm-hmm. and, and really show up as like uh you know what do we want to show beastly in there right and totally crush the course yeah. yeah and that's what our uh sort of our leader in this garth was putting us through some pretty brutal workouts at his place where we're doing mm-hmm. you know flights and flights and flights of stairs and kettlebells and bodyweight stuff and a lot of real like strength and endurance type mm-hmm. stuff um and so i was more gassed in those workouts preparing than i was at the actual event yeah um which is great right so it's like well those workouts suffer. were like 30 minutes of high intensity <laughs> yeah so it's like suffer during your training so you don't have to suffer mm. when the challenge comes yeah, yeah. i right? remember he kept saying that while you yeah. And, yeah and and yeah. and that's just a, a solid lesson to sort of leave off with is that in life you know prepare put yourself into uncomfortable situations put yourself into you know self-created suffering so that the universe doesn't have to, right? Because balance is a is a universal law, and if, if you're always looking for comfort, you're going to be challenged, mm. right? If you're always looking for the easy way out, good luck, <laughs> because in my experience, it never works out like that. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's sort of it. That's uh, you know, the, whether it's Spartan race or life in general, uh, be up for the challenge, right? And aspire to express your potential. Because we live in very interesting times, um, but times where we can have the choice to stagnate and get very weak and get very soft. And where society almost pushes you towards that choice of stagnation without ever making it seem like you have the choice not to, mm. I think. It's the default. It's, it's the default setting. Yeah, it's yeah. the default. Um, so, that's that. We're going to wrap up. I hope you enjoyed this little roundtable. I'm going to have some links to things we mentioned as well as connect up to some of my guests' stuff. Does anyone want to plug anything? Um, channels? Of, I know Aiden, uh, you won't Aiden, find me Aiden on the, the, the young beast over here, is, is trying to go incognito. Well, no, it's, it's, uh, I do a lot of work with like internet addiction, so I don't use the internet at all, basically. Yeah, well, yeah. we're going to have to have an episode about that in the future. Def- 100%, that's, 100%, yeah. that's, that's a really it's, interesting it's a huge, topic. Yeah, it's, we'll, yeah. we'll get into it later today, but it's a huge, it's a huge, mm, yeah. huge topic. Yeah, so you won't find Aiden um, <laughs> <laughs> unless you go to an internet, you know, internet uh, anonymous addicts meeting of some sort or a toronto health food show near you yeah or yeah. a toronto health food show near you find me in person that's all you can do yeah yeah over here uh yeah you know what uh i encourage people to connect with me on facebook that's probably the place where i'm most active so just search angelito marcos so that's angel with the ito marcos jr um be happy to connect there i'm always constantly uh posting up content material and then look out you know you can you can go on my youtube page um you can just search Angelo Marcos or The Higher Pursuit. Um, it's all outdated stuff right now, but I'm be coming out with fresh new content, a lot of cool stuff. I'll actually be showing uh, the video of the Spartan race from the beginning all the way to the end as well too. So uh, that'll be pretty cool. And um, yeah, just connect with me there. Um, website will be up soon, thehigherpursuit.com. Uh, nothing's up right now, but you know you can just check in in a little bit. So what? that's probably the best way to find me. You've been yep. vlogging this entire trip so people can see... Yeah. Even all the all the cool yeah. stuff we're doing pre and post. Yeah, check out check out my Facebook for now, and then after as stuff comes out, I'll keep you guys posted. Yeah, the vlogs will come after this podcast. Yeah, but they will come, they will come. Mr. Gordon, anything you want to throw in? Uh, no, it's, it's cool. Uh, I I'm not that active on Facebook or or uh, Instagram. I post mostly just food pictures <laughs> for everybody. But uh, yeah, if you're interested, uh, it's uh, on Instagram G C E N nine zero. And yeah. Okay, and Gordon is holding it down in New York City, in Brooklyn. 
Um, and if you want to dance, if you want to dance, check out the Hip Hop Conservatory, where Gordon is a member and throws down. And it sounds like they're doing some amazing things. We got to visit them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're gonna visit yeah. them. I love sure. dancing. Sure, sure. Yeah. So definitely welcome. Plant, to planting the seed now. So that's it. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for caring and listening and pushing yourself. And until next time, keep redefining reality. Peace. Fountain. Good things come to those away, so don't you hesitate. Anything in life can be a fountain.
So just don't be afraid to let time pass by. I know we all want motion force and drive, but in all that wants in, keep in mind every cause and effect. Everything you do, it once come back. So never try to run away. Better keep your courage instead. Every cause and effect. Everything you do, it once come back. So never try to run away. Better keep your courage instead. <laughs>